Oh shit. No, oh, first oh, try. Yeah. What do you know? It's like something's working right for once. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um I guess we're gonna be talking about it, aren't we? Yep. Might as well uh not that we've been dreading it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's Anyway, before we get started, yep, welcome everyone to United We Nerd. Today we're going to be talking about a couple things. So we've been doing a bunch of reviews. Um, I'm currently working on the Loki one. Um, Brian, you just wrapped up the Sea of Thieves one. Uh, That's correct. It's officially August when we're recording this. The beginning, actually. Beginning uh, beginning of August. And, uh, you know, we were kind of being retrospective. And uh, <laughs> I guess before we dive into that, um, what's been new with you, Brian, other than the, the nerdy stuff you've been reviewing? Anything uh, new and upcoming? We haven't done that in a while. Um, well, TCG season is going to be kicking off pretty soon, so that's kind of partly what I'm focusing on. I did find out about a cool, um, a cool uh, local game store I didn't know about until... Um, a mutual friend of ours told me about and it's actually really good um it's a it's one of those kind of game shops where like you can you can have a membership kind of deal oh, and i checked it um versus games i think i've heard of in the city look it up. it's actually kind of it's kind of neat because um with the membership uh things actually cost <laughs> regular prices so I was super down with that. So I went. I went there. Uh, we checked it out real quick, and then uh, we. Well, not we, but I uh, put down my membership and actually got to pre-order some cards that hopefully will be uh, opening soon. I like their little layout here. Nice, very uh, mecha kind of future layout. Cool. That's cool that they provide things at regular price. Like I understand, like it's a small shop, uh, they kind of, kind of bump, kind of have to bump up the prices to uh, stay afloat. But the fact that you know, if you pay for a membership and get regular price stuff, that's dope. Right, and especially since like how things have been go- going recently, like depending on where you are, it's getting a little better, but it's still like not fully healed yet. Like there's still there's still some people kind of selling overpriced, whether it's because they have to or not. So it was, it was I'd very much would like to support a local game store and also try to save some money at the same time. So that that was a cool discovery. Nice. Um, as far as that, I I mean I haven't haven't been doing much. Um, I have been planning because I guess for for sake of schedule, um, the month of August is going to be kind of interesting because I know you will be a little bit busy throughout the month. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of planning on some some special episodes that uh, I hope I hope the listeners will be uh, excited to the to, to see or listen to and. Um, Nice. Some cool, uh, maybe additions to uh, the content schedule oh, coming nice. in the future. That's that's for later. Um, 
But yeah, um, actually, there's something at least a little interesting to me. Um, I recently started playing uh, Kakarot again. You remember that game? Yeah, I remember you were uh, hella in on it. I saw you actually playing. Uh, Do we play yesterday together? Yeah, I saw you were playing that before we teamed up. I was like, oh, damn, he's back on the DBZ hype. They yeah. updated anything new or you just want to go back? I mean, there's still there's a little updates. I I still haven't finished the game. Um, oh. I don't know it, when when Kakarot came out. It was just kind of one of the it was one of those situations where it was a, it was a game I wanted to play, but then there were more games coming out in that fall season where those ones were attracting my attention more, and then just kind of like. When you play, when you play one drag, like if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you know for the most part you already kind of know what you're getting into. So it's besides like just seeing like a new version of like the same story, you know you you kind of have to like get something extra to kind of draw you in. And I guess at the time there was just more games that you know piqued my interest at that time. So I kind of put that aside and I just, this past week I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play some Kakarot and, um, I've been, I've been enjoying it. Um, it's a little bit grindy. Like I remember, but I'm enjoying the extra little story beats that they've added. So what I will say for Kakarot, um, for anybody that hasn't played it, the the overall store is pretty much the same. It's like you have your Saiyan Saga, your Cell Saga, your Majin Buu Saga, and then I think with DLC they kind of added like the soup the Dragon Ball Super story stuff along with it. But um like in between, like how there's like the open world and you have your main missions and you have side missions, but um they filled in some of the side missions with like characters that you don't get to see anymore. Like, I don't know how familiar I was like the original Dragon Ball, but do you remember the character Launch? Nope, not at all. She was like, she was like that. She was like that person that had a split personality. Every time she sneezed, she like switched between being like a nice, like caring person to being like kind of a hard oh, yeah, ass. I like, do remember her actually. Now that I see the so, picture, so they they made a side mission where you find her like during like the Dragon Ball Z story. And it's like, Oh shit launch. Like, where have you been? You know? And you kind of help her out with something. And it's like, Oh shit. You know, it's like, it's a character that, <laughs> that they kind of just forgot about <laughs> after a uh, Dragon Ball ended. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then they kind of, they kind of have little similar things like here and there, like with helping other side characters that you're, either not familiar with or familiar with. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be hardcore playing it, but I will, I will like pick it up every now and again, maybe if like, if it's like a weekend and I have nothing to do, it's like, Oh, I'll pop in some Kakarot. It'll be cool. Let's see. That what? cannon is like what it happens in the game with her. Or is that like just based like the, within the game lore? Who knows? To be honest, <laughs> because like Akira Toriyama is very um, 
synonymous with forgetting things that he created in in the Dragon Ball universe, oh, nice. and then kind of retroactively uh, changing things again. <laughs> so, who knows? For now, it could be it could be un like not canon, and then maybe like five years from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's definitely in the canon. So, who knows? <laughs> we'll we'll find out eventually. Um, let's see what else. Uh, honestly, not too much. About that um, Pokemon game. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh. So Pokemon Unite came out about a week ago. <laughs> a week ago or so. And goddamn, if it isn't like the most interesting, fun money grab I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> uh um okay so when Joel when you think of when you think of Pokemon what comes to your mind first as a <laughs> franchise my Game Boy color my purple <laughs> Pokemon yellow and what was the feeling of playing said yellow on your Game Boy I mean, when I was like seven, it was awesome. I mean, it, you know, okay. it's gonna get better from there. But you know, I I was in love with the show, characters, and the game. You know, it was just all a great experience when I was a kid. Okay, now keep that in your mind. Now, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word Tencent? Um, nothing good. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. So, <laughs> so now tell me how you feel when you combine Pokemon and Tencent. I don't know, a, a fucking mess if I'm being honest. <laughs> but I've I've seen the gameplay, so I'm I know I'm wrong, and <laughs> how much people like it. <laughs> okay, so with with that aside, as a fundamentally as a game, Pokemon Unite is fun. Like, surprisingly so. Like, you hear League of Legends of, like, the Pokemon of, like, the League of Legends, like, you know, MOBA, yeah. like, kind of game. At first, you're like, okay. But then once you, like, start playing it, it's like, oh, shit, this is actually nice. It's like, it's, I wouldn't say it's an easier, like, MOBA compared to, like, Dota and League. And League. But it's definitely less chaotic. Like I haven't, I haven't really played many mobas. Like the most I've played of another moba it was like Heroes of the Storm. Mm -hmm. Like those few, those few matches that I had to do to get the uh, the Genji skin for Overwatch. I remember. But it was like okay, so this is this is a moba, okay. But this one, this one's like kind of straightforward. And it's entertaining. But those fucking microtransactions, boy. Oh, those I was like... Microtransactions. Like, Pokemon, I bet they're going to be like, hey, you like that Gallade? So... <laughs> you like that Heracross? <laughs> so, to be, to be perfectly clear, you do not need no reason for you to drop money for this game. I 
the first day I played, I took advantage of all of the, you know, bonus, like login stuff, like early adopter kind of bullshit. And I actually streamed it and it's on, it's on my Twitch archive right now. Um, I, in the matter of like three hours, I was able to accrue like 10,000 like in game, like coins, like currency. And that'll pretty much get like that money will pretty much get you any Pokemon you want. Cause I think, I think the most expensive Pokemon is, uh, is about 10,000. No, it's not Lugia. Um, but, and this is, this is the, but there are certain aspects of this game that can make it frustrating for a certain type of player. Personally, I'm not too bugged by it, but it's something you can look at right away and you can tell, okay, people are not going to like this. So in the game, there are held items that you can give to your Pokemon that you use. And those and those items replicate the ones in the, in the regular game. So like you have your your XP share, you have your um Sunglasses, you have your King's Rocky Rock helmet. Yeah, stuff like that. And they each of them does a certain thing like um one will give you like an attack stat boost or um you know, give you some like HP like leftovers will give you some HP if you're not being attacked and you're kind of sitting still for a sec and stuff like that. But you can level up those items. And the more you level it up, the bigger the bonus. And of course. And so there's okay. There are so not okay, there's not so many, but there are a few different types of currency in this game that make you question why. Um most of them you get through playing the game. Like there are some there are some currencies that you cannot you can't straight up buy. But there are ways around it. So the the currency that you get for giving giving them real money are gems, like the little gems, right? And those can get you a certain thing. Like there, there are some like um, costumes that you can buy for your Pokemon that cost actual money. So that's it's like okay, that's fine. That's cosmetic stuff. Um, and to upgrade your held items, you need the special um, like upgrade coin. And it's like a special, like designated, like currency to upgrade your held items. You technically can't buy them, but you can buy things that will help you buy the coins. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a loophole for sure. A little bit. And also they have a battle pass and then you can pretty much just buy the entire battle pass. So that, that also is where you can get more of more of this currency. And so pretty much, pretty much since day one, there has been a divide between people who have not put money or haven't put money towards upgrading 
your items, or you have the people that pretty much have paid to win. Everyone's favorite, pay to win. Because pretty much, because pretty much, you have these people, which is totally fine. You know, if that's how they want to play, that's totally fine. You know, they can do what they want. It's their money, and the items have a level cap of thirty, and so they buy the stuff with their money, so they can get more of the item to upgrade. It's like okay. Where some people are having the most problem with, at least people that are either not experienced with MOBAs or people who are very experienced with MOBAs and seen things like this that didn't work. Like, for example, uh, I, to clarify, I am no League of Legends expert. I've never played League of Legends, but I've heard from people that play League of Legends that a long time ago, they also had held items in their game and it didn't work out as well as they thought it would, and so they got rid of them. So maybe one day, I don't know, maybe it'll happen to Unite, but for now they're in there. And so let's just say if you uh... You're playing Slowbro. I don't know. I don't know why I chose Slowbro. I I play a Slowbro a lot. So just like let's say if you Can have you get Slowbro. Slow King. That's my current question. You cannot. Not right now. Oh, then I don't care anymore. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We'll continue game, anyway. Game over. Game over. Uh. But um. So you have you play Slowbro, or I play Slowbro, and then on my opponent's team they have a Slowbro, and let's say they pay to get their held items all the way to level 30. Now, depending on like players, like player skill, there could be a difference. But if you were, if we are both equally skilled at playing slow bro, the person that leveled up their items to all, all level thirties would win. There's no question. And, you know, that's, that's whatever. You know, because I'm like, okay, well, they paid money. That's that's their deal. That's fine. It's not like always guaranteed that they'll win because you know they have to rely on their, their teammates. And you're pretty if you're not playing with like your friends, you're playing with randoms. So you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but there is that discrepancy a little bit. Now, is it going to be like that forever? I don't know. Um, but for being a free-to-play game, free-to-play, um, it's fun. If you like Pokemon, you know, hopefully some of your favorites will be playable. If not now, maybe in the future. They just released Garnivore this past week. And uh, they're releasing Blastoise sometime in the near future. The um, original, like, top first nine aren't in it? No, so what they did... So I'll give them credit. They actually made a very different but interesting list of Pokemon to start with. So, like, each Pokemon... Like, there's a few different classes. You have, like, your attackers, your defenders, your support... Your what they call speedsters, so they're kind of like the the more mobile ones, and then um, the did I say support? 
and your uh, all-around character. So they're kind of they're kind of like not great at one thing, but they're kind of good all around kind of kind of deal. Um, yeah. And so, like, you have like your Luke, like you have some of your staples, like you have your Charizards, and you know you have your Pikachu and your Lucario and uh, your Gengar and a uh, Garchomp and stuff like that. But then they throw in kind of like, okay, well here's Slowbro, here's Crustle, uh, Wigglytuff, um, Talonflame's in there, you know, just to name just to name off a few. But like they have a they have an interesting selection of like Pokemon that, you know, you would you could expect just like them to choose all the fan favorites. But like they threw in some like, I thought they're interesting, um, but like. This game hasn't been out for more than three weeks, and they already added another character into the game. Not, not to mention that if you're an early adopter, you got Zara Aura for free right off the bat. So that was like another free character. So yeah, um, I will say I will give them credit because um, I said before how you have to buy your Pokemon. Right now, they're actually doing kind of like a neat job of kind of giving away a certain amount of Pokemon. So like when you start after you do like your, your beginners tutorials, they, they give you four Pokemon to choose from. It's like, okay, out of these four Pokemon, you can choose one to start with, like to own. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. And, um, usually it's like a, a Pikachu Talonflame, uh, Charizard and uh, uh, for the in this case, Eldegoss or something like that. Like, okay, cool. You can choose whichever one you want. And then they have rewards for when you just level up. And through that, you can get like Slowbro. You can get Venusaur. I saw you with Machop or Machoke. I did play with that, but I didn't own, I don't own them yet. Because um, oh. what's nice is that like other MOBAs, like um, they'll cycle out like a handful of, of Pokemon, so like players can like test them out and like see how they play before they actually invest in yeah. buying them. Remember, so uh, that's good. Storm did that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much like a a typical practice at this point for for like mobile games. Um, but yeah, um, and like there's other thing. There's like challenges. There's like the challenge right now is like if you do all the challenge uh, quest missions, then you get crustal and then uh, through other means you can get uh, like Alolan nine tails and Cinderace and Greninja through like day like missions and dailies and stuff like that. So they're, they're making you work for it, but at least it's not like you have to pay to get, a lot of these like you if you like this game enough and you play every day you can unlock quite a few things sounds like uh so, hearthstone and apex and even destiny a little too if you play a lot you can unlock stuff yeah however I, <laughs> i'll this is the last thing i'll say and we can get off of unite because i feel like i've talked about unite for a little bit um they have the most interesting and like awe, awe inspire not not awe inspiring, but just like more like wow, um, kind of battle pass. 
so you picture Battle Pass and you think of like Fortnite or Apex and stuff like like okay so you you level up your battle pass and you get items leading up to like level 99 or 100 right yeah so after level 99 um the battle pass alters and from there it does like every few levels you get a special loot box <laughs> You have a special loot box that will give you certain certain um, items, and it's like, wow, you, <laughs> that's the first time I've seen somebody actually go for it and like combine <laughs> two of the most like things that gamers complain about, <laughs> or at least in battle for um, loot boxes, because like. So you grind, you pay for this battle pass to grind out, and then after it's over, then you get more loot boxes. Wonderful. Uh, not to mention they already have a loot box thing that's called like the energy tank. So like when you play mission, when you play uh, games, you like gain energy, and once once the meter hits a hundred, you get a free spin on the. Uh, their like loot box thing and then they'll have like a list of items that you can only get from from that system so like okay and it's kind of tough because they have a cool talon flame skin that you can only get from there but it's a random roll so you never know if you're gonna get it and i haven't gotten it yet so i'm just rng jesus sad rng jesus it's a very rng jesus system in some ways but yeah the game's fun and it's free, so it's it's worth trying out at least because you don't have to pay anything for it. And if you like Pokemon, you might like it. And yeah, go play it if you want. But don't try to don't try to spend money. Try try so hard not to spend money. That they make really. That's my only P. That's a, that's my only PSA. <laughs> or um. Uh, yeah. Uh. Besides that, um, you know, I've just been kind of chilling, doing my thing. Um, but I've, I felt like I've talked long enough. Joel, how's how's your week been? Um, well, you know, we went back and played some D and D. It's been a hot minute, and uh, I mean, we, you know, f- since we've like played in person, we've been doing, of course, safe Zoom D and D sessions. We had a safe session. Um, in person, you know, now we have this Delta variant, we're, like, thinking about it, like, hey, we should be safe, let's think about how we want to proceed further, and, you know, we have some people interested in joining us, so we're just having those conversations, and of course it's super fun, um, for those who don't know, I'm, we're doing, like, the Mass Effect story, um, in, like, D&D form, but I'm making a lot of tweaks to make it more interesting for, not only myself, but for people who've already played it. Um, other than that... Just playing the same old things. Went on a hike recently with some friends. Um, haven't gone on a hike in a while, and uh, I'm. Oh yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen. Um, I've seen you uh, have some pictures yeah, of the those hikes. Uh... Trail in Half Moon Bay. That's where we went. Very, very nice. Lots of shade. Easy hike. Um, and the reason nice. why I'm going to be busy in August is uh, actually I'm going to go scuba diving. So me and my wife, she's never gone. Oh. I'm getting like a refresher course. So there's like two weekends in a row we got to go to Monterey and jump in the water. So that's why my weekends are busy. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, dude. Connect with the water again. When you're in, that's actually really cool. But, dude, when you're in Monterey, I forgot the name of the place, but there's this, there's this food place near the aquarium that is a, it's a vegan Mexican restaurant. And if it's open, you guys have to try it when you're down there. We'll have to give it a shot. Like, I never knew that I would like cactus tacos. What? Until right. I tried that sounds them. interesting. This looks interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, just just been chilling. Um, like, of course, there's uh, probably a million things I'm forgetting right now. But uh, we could talk about that another time. But let's get into uh, <laughs> talking about loot boxes. Um, you know, we had that overwatch chat and their nostalgia for blizzard's game and of course after <laughs> this past couple weeks we discover of course that um there's a lawsuit brought upon blizzard activision and um by the by the state of california, california. and uh the reasons you know for you know us gamers it's it's not surprising because the you know game developer culture is really toxic really bad but just some of the things you know we heard we're harrowing, but at the same time, I think it's sad because it's like we're not surprised. Like it's, I mean, I feel like gaming culture, a lot of it, it can be toxic, and some people are like, oh, just grow up, it's a game. But for some people, mm-hmm. that's like their escape, it's what they do, or it's their lifeblood, you know. And it's just like, wow, yeah. like we knew some of these companies were like, shitty, but like to the extent of that, and it was just like, wow, we just had this talk about Overwatch too, like oh shit, you know, <laughs> it's like wow. Yeah, what what uh what timing yeah, that was. No kidding. And it's like it's like be, being being in like the game culture for so long. It's like we've known for a long time that Activision was a pretty scummy ass company. Mm-hmm. But remember when people used to look at Blizzard and be like, "Man, this is like the pinnacle of like a good game developer." You know, it's like people had dreams of like working for Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not saying that there wasn't already shit going on in Blizzard, but like Activision Blizzard in itself, like you can tell, you can tell that there was some kind of shady shit going on, but I don't think we knew to like this nope. extent of like the, that, the heinous shit that, that has been going That's on behind closed doors. <laughs> Like, like who the like, who the fuck? Like, oh, I know who the fuck, but like, come on, going around like the office drunk and crawling on the ground to try to check out like, whip like women under their desks and shit. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's not even like the worst of it either, which is even, even more what the fuck. Oh yeah, not you know? even working. They're literally just gaming on the job, taking credit for other coworkers' work, discriminatory, per, you know, practices, harassment. Yeah, it's it's cr- crazy because like we thought they were you know inclusive. They you know with especially with Overwatch, it's like wow, they're really thinking about everyone, and, and you know, yeah, they're. Uh... Their plaque yeah. on their statue really aged Every voice matters. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that's, uh, irony at its finest. Uh, 
I was having this conversation with some friends. It's like, it's a little peculiar that a lot of those people in charge left before this happened to make another gaming company. Um, and I am like, ooh, I don't know if they got out because they wanted to avoid trouble or they got out because it was fine. They were done. Either way, like they, I don't think they spoke up. I guess testaments will come up and, you know, subpoenas and all that shit. Oh, they're going to have to. I mean, when the whole state of California sues you, you can't run away yeah. from that. <laughs> crazy thing was like, where are you getting this information from? This is like recent, but they've been compiling evidence for over two years. Two fucking years. Yeah. It's like, oh no. And here's here's the strangest thing. Like when this all started, or when this all was getting Revealed. publicized, <laughs> right? Um, you had like three different statements from higher up like Activision and Blizzard like one that was like oh you know like this is very troubling and I can't believe and then one and then another one that came out like a few days or like a day or two later was like this is this is just California trying to flex their power into order to keep the status quo and this is why companies are leaving california and it's and basically saying like oh you know like everything that you heard is a lie and it's like no this isn't something that cal like the state of california just like fucking pulled out her ass in like one night this is like you said this has been two years of interviewing uh employees rather current or former you know, um, so many people that were connected to like Activision Blizzard. It's like you you can't try to hide from that. It's like it's it just makes you look even more scummy. It's 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 awful and you know concerning. And you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, I'll, you know, I'll never do this again. And then, you know, of course, some people are like, oh, going back to, you know, Call of Duty, going back to whatever. And, you know, it, you know, sure, you, you say your piece and, you know, if that finds you peace, they still play their games, go ahead. But, I mean, for me, um, Overwatch 2 is, like, now out of the question. I, I can't support that. I was, like, on the fence. It's like, I can't. It's definitely a no-go from here for me. It's... It's going to be very hard to feel good about <laughs> making a purchase towards people that are known to be sexual harassing frat boy, you know, douchebags. Bigot, racist motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, they, you know, they represent their games pretty well because it's like it's what you run into when you play those games, too. Uh it's like the people that are running that company or just like the visions in the company like the thing that's been pass being passing around a lot is that one panel question from like 10 years ago like simply asking it's like hey you know when can we you know see some female characters that aren't scantily clad and you know, look like they're just wearing like Victoria's Secret lingerie, and then literally got made fun of 
throughout the rest of the panel and also like got booed by a majority of the audience which you know you are you have the company or the for lack of a better term it's like you are the company you yeah, keep no care you know and it's like this is like one not only is it like blatantly obvious at that point like i don't know why you know this is it takes this long to kind of like raise the question. It's like, is there a problem here? Because any any sane person can look at that and like, oh, this is not good. This is this is not good at all. You have the people that are in charge, um, being very misogynistic and making fun of a fan who just genuinely wanted, I don't know, maybe some realistic representation, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, to think that there's even worse stuff than that is mind boggling to me. Yeah. And not to say that other gaming companies are exempt, you know, um, we have to hold them to That's a higher a standard. And it's tough because, like, I was, you know, in love with that stuff. And now it's like, looking back, it's like, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I know that there were shitty people in the company, you know, not personally. Or, you know, there's always going to be shitty fans. But it's just, you just, it's just so disappointing. Like, something you really loved. It's like, you just find out how scummy and shitty it really is. And like you said, this isn't even like the only case, you know. Oh yeah, because not not even like long t- like recently, like we're having the same conversation with Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, and then even farther back, um, the stuff that happened with Riot, and also Blizzard again back when they um, there was that boycott because of the um, the esports player that. Um, they um, pulled out from their yeah, competition against the big C. Yeah, and so it's like these are the these are the only stories that we've heard so far. It's if it's happening to the three of the most like these well recognized gaming studios, publishers, companies, whatever. It's bound to be in many, many, many more companies that we just don't know about yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, publishers forcing those companies to, like, crunch and work hard and even to the point of, like, depression or even that report that that one person working for them, like, killed themselves. Like, that is, like, it's, like it can't even fathom, like, your job pressuring you so much. You, your only way so, out is that way. And it's, like... Oh, no, 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 no. You're right about the suicide. The reason for the suicide is even more fucked up. Great. It's because of one of one of the bosses. I don't know which department, but that the person that commits suicide, their boss, kept sexually harassing him so much that... From from the stories that I've heard, uh, you know, correct me in the co- like, correct me in wherever if I'm wrong about the story. But 
apparently like it's been going it went on for so long that when she found out that they were going to be going on a business trip together she committed suicide damn that's how fucked up things are there right now and like until like all the stuff starts to go to court i can only imagine the stories that we are going to be hearing once things start rolling out even All more testimonials and stuff but it's like but it's like it's like on on that side it's like fuck i just rather have that whole thing burned to the ground yeah you know scorch the earth fucking start anew you know get rid of every like everybody yeah for real which is unfortunate because there's a lot of people there that are are suffering from all this just bullshit. association but but you know it was like whether it was like a job for them or it's like it was their dream to work at blizzard and then to come to find out that all this stupid shit goes on and it's like you either you either leave or you stick around to either you know have to suffer through all this bullshit and uh, and then there's like the other side of it right where it's like you're you're the gamer who for years you know you whether you love playing WoW, you love playing StarCraft, you love playing Diablo, you love playing Hearthstone, you love playing, you know, uh, Overwatch. And it was like, like you said before, it was like, there's like your escape and it was like your, your safe haven. And it was where you formed the community with people and like where you made friends. And then now it's just like, you know, you can't feel good. You can't feel good about that. You know, knowing knowing that all of this shit has been going on to so many people in this company, in this company, there's no, there's no, you know, way to look around it. You know, you can't. And I, I know, like, like I can, I can already hear people. It's like, well, it's, it's just a game. You know, you have to. It's like, it's like, yeah, I understand. I understand that it's, you know, it's a game and there's many other like games to enjoy from other like more, you know, less scummy ass companies, you know, but it's still it still stands like there are there are people that are solely Blizzard fans. And then so like. I I can imagine like that affecting someone in some way. Like it's definitely affecting the people that are working there and people that had to, you know, go through all mm-hmm. this shit, you know, for sure. But you know, there's, it's affecting way a big broad spectrum of people in many different ways and many different severities. Yeah, but it it's definitely like through all of this bullshit with like Activision Blizzard, you know, Ubisoft and like what have you, whatever comes down the pipeline. I hope this is the start of pushing for better treatment of just people in general within the game like the the gaming industry, you know. Yeah. And you know, if if you're listening and you still enjoy those things, like, you know, even though we, ha- you know, we're vocal about it, you know, if you enjoy it and you like playing and, you know, continue to play. But I would hope that you would recognize that it's shitty 
like a lot of things I enjoy or I've bought. And it's like, God damn, I can't even. I just had this conversation with Marcel the other day. Like, I can't even enjoy like my car because I found out they donated to a certain group of people. I'm like, God damn it! But you know, we we do what we do to enjoy what you know the time we have with whatever we have. So, I mean, we kind of we're essentially yeah, like, saying don't yuck my yum, but you know, understand what your company does, the ones that you're supporting. You know, just yeah. like if like. Yeah, like if if it's something if it's like the only thing that you have and it's what you enjoy, like don't don't think that we're attacking you over there. Yeah, like no. we're not we're not here to like look down on people that are continuing to play, you know, Blizzard games and whatnot. That's not where that's not what we're about. It's just we wanted to talk about this because it's a very shitty situation in an industry that we both care like I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are listening to this right now really care about in one way or another. So it's just it's just frustrating all, all around that it's 2021 and we're still dealing with this what feels like late 90s to early 2000s problems, but they they are today's problems still and we just need to work harder on pushing that ideology out. And help reinforce a more um, accepting and more, you know, safe, uh, safe and yeah, safe environment for everybody. Because there, because it, I can guarantee you that a lot of people that you think are not into video games are probably into video games, but they're either too embarrassed too afraid to talk about it or don't even try because they feel like they're going to get judged just because of who they are so let's try let's try to include it let's try to not not to make a pun but let's try to unite everyone let's together unite the nerves over oh wait thing. what <laughs> yes over something that's fun like video games video games are supposed to be fun Let's make it fun and not depressing. Yeah. God. Okay, I'm, I'm stepping down from my soapbox. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, we talked about this before, like in a medicine. It's like, should we talk about this? You know, and it's like, of course we should. You know, like, um, it's important. Video games are very important to us. I, I don't know. We've probably I've been playing for over twenty years. My parents say uh, we regret showing you that, you know, giving you that Game Boy, but you know. I've uh, enjoyed all the journeys and it's just sad to, you know, hear those things and, but hopefully going forward, things will improve. That's always the hope for the better, you know, money always, yeah. you know, can make things worse. And... But hopefully, you know, people can still enjoy their games and, you know, people can do it fucking yeah. ethically. I, I guess that's hard, but yeah. yeah. And Pretty and pretty much, if like the, if there's anything that you can take away from this kind of from this kind of conversation, just speak up and speak out against shady shit like this. And like when when you see like somebody treating someone like shit just because you know they're you know what gender they are, what they identify as, you know what their skin color is, you know, call them out on their bullshit. 
because if no one calls them out, this shit is going to keep going on throughout the end of time. And it probably still will, but we can try to make it at least somewhat better for everybody. If you're not, you know, I know some people who aren't confrontational. That is okay. You know, maybe instead you could, you know, be a good friend to someone who need when they need you or donate to the right organization. There are other ways too, but if you just let it slide, you know, I, I think it's sometimes just as bad, depending on the situation. And obviously some people, like, they feel helpless and they, you know, they actually can't. You know, I know some of the voice actors and people, in, you know, working with Blizzard, they're under a contract and they can't say anything. But some have, have slightly shown, like, you know, do the right thing. And that's, you know, as you should. Yeah. All right. Enough of the, the Joe Rogan spewing stuff. Oh no, God! We're no, not him. fuck Joe no, Rogan. No, no. I support Joe Krogan. Anyway, <laughs> Joe Krogan over Joe Rogan any day. All right, we just lost all of our fans because they probably love Joe Rogan. Oh, anyway, no. moving on to oh no, from heaviness to Hathaway. Uh, we're gonna make a hard turn. Hard oh. turn. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. Uh, if you, we would love to talk more about this. So please, please feel free to email us or add us, DM us. We, this is you know going to be an ongoing conversation. I think for years. And, uh, but yeah, because we like and, Gundam. Uh, the at and about what we we're talking about. Yeah, for Gundam, we can always, always talk about Gundam. I think uh, at least my love affair of Gundam started in Oof. I think two thousand or ninety nine. They first showed Gundam Wing on uh, Toonami, and that just introduced a lot of us in North yeah. America. And wherever else they introduced it to Gundam, and it was some sick shit. And um... <laughs> it it was it was an interesting time because it was kind of like because they've had me- they've had like mecha shows like in the past, but like I don't know. I feel like when they decided to, at least for like the U.S., when they decided to show Gundam Wing. Um, on Toonami, like that, I felt like that dominated, like a lot alongside Dragon Ball Z, like Gundam Wing like dominated, like the zeitgeist as far as like watching anime, like anime in like the late the mid to late nineties, because yeah. that's like besides that and like maybe Pokemon and like some Did other th- like other thing like Sailor Moon or something like that. Like, that is what, like, the kids at the playground were talking about. It's like, oh, man, did you see Gun- did you see Gundam Wing, like, yesterday? And it's like, yeah, man, I fucking saw heavy arms ripping yeah. and through a bunch of fucking mobile yeah. suits. It's fucking great. The funny named robots with their awkwardly named pilots. It was, it was like, a spectacle, dude. And we haven't seen anything, like, especially because Gundam Wing was so clean. The animation was so good, and uh, it's just... Mind blow! I, I just for me it was like wow! I can't wait to get more of this. And then they tested the water, waters even further when they brought in Mobile Suit Gundam because it was like an older animation, but the story I think was way stronger, more engaging than Gundam Wing. And that you know kind of made a divide mm-hmm. with some fans like oh I don't like this animation or I do, but you know people recognize oh this is the original Gundam and the story. And then from there you know Toonami was like bringing in the side stories OVAs. And eventually we would get, you know, Gundam Double O, Gundam Seed, so on and so forth. So um, at least for me, the, the my relationship with Gundam would grow over time, being introduced to all this great stuff. And uh, 
with Hathaway. It's, uh, you know, connects all, you know, has connections to Shars Counterattack and Gundam ZZ, double, uh, that's Double Zeta, Gundam Zeta, and then Mobile Suit Gundam, the original, has, has throwing back all the way there in that timeline. It's its own timeline where, you know, Gundam Wing is its own timeline and so forth. But Hathaway is like, at least for us, the newest movie to come out and is on Netflix for us, which is, I think, kind of strange. Like, we didn't expect a Gundam movie to be previewing on Netflix of all places. Dude, Netflix has been, like, raking out the money for all of these banger shows. Like, I don't know what they did. Like, someone else got in charge, but, like, we're getting, like, Castlevania. We're getting... Let's finish season two. We got... We got Voltron a while ago. You know, we got She-Ra. We just got um, a new Godzilla anime that's a banger. Um, we got the Masters of the Universe, which is really good. We're getting even more Castlevania. We're getting like an animated Witcher uh, show coming. And Witcher Season 2. On top of... And Witcher, and Witcher Season 2 of the live action. And just so many, like, you know... I remember... Back in the day, when you hear like, oh, such and such game is being adapted or, you know, there's an adaptation of an old, um, like, franchise, you come, like, we're going to make it. And, like, you just filled with dread because you know it was going to be bad and you know it's going to be very, <laughs> like, Hollywoodized. And I'll, you know, what I'll I'm give. I'm sorry, I just I, I know it's coming. I'm just I'm We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. We know it's there. It's in the corner of the room. The light bulb is broken. We don't need to look at it. We have to acknowledge it. Though. No, no. Um, but yeah, um, I guess. Because what's interesting is that it's not just like Netflix making the shows; it's they're licensing them out for you know um, for like um, a worldwide release, or at least like in different regions of the world. And and so you're getting a lot of these good animation studios um, licensing out their shows for Netflix and. If it's stuff like if it's stuff like Hathaway, I want I want them to keep coming because goddamn, it's so nice to be able to have an easy to access Gundam oh, yeah. product. Because for the life of me, like we had up until like the mid two thousands, we had somewhat easy access to like Gundam shows, and then it's like nope, sorry, not Gotta not right it. now. It's like oh fuck or. Man. Or I found out before or. the famed website Mega Upload closed, hella people are <laughs> uploading Gundam to Mega Upload. But yeah, or, or YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, Gundam Info, good start, a good place to start with Gundam if you're ever interested in watching. That's where I watch a lot of Build Fighters um, and Iron Blooded Orphans. And it's actually yeah, official. Now, too. It wasn't at first, but yeah, now it's official. But yeah. It was it was hard to find Gundam unless you bought it or you had to like wait, and you know if Toonami put it on or Adult Swim. It what it for a while it wasn't it was hard to find. Yeah, so it it's just like nice that 
we're starting to see like a resurgence of like Japan being like, oh, you guys like Gundam? Okay, here's some Gundam for you. And it's like, yes, please, more. We'd like it. Finally, the North and... American fan base. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And from that, we got Hathaway, which I think is a very interesting direction. Um, spoilers ahead. I guess to kind of sum it. <laughs> I just want to say, Spoil- spoilers, we are yeah. going to spoil the shit out of this movie because we love Gundam. All right, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> well, uh, just kind of like a back, like a backup, like um, recently, not recently, but I guess before COVID times, they released like their idea. It's like, okay, we have this new plan. Because like Unicorn, Unicorn ended like, a, few, a couple of years ago and it's like okay well now we their plan is okay we're now we're going to venture into like the uc you know zero 100 you know t- like time it's like okay cool we're going we're like progressing in the future more and so this is kind of like the first it's a three-parter movie isn't it's it? three parts yeah yeah so this is going to be like kind of like the first of what I guess they're testing for, like, the future of Gundam, at least in, like, the UC timeline, which is, for those that don't know, is, like, the main the main original, like, story timeline. And so for Hathaway, part one takes place a handful of years after uh, Shars Kenner attack. Or they say Shars Rebellion. I think we're here. Twelve years after, according to this thing. I, w- I want to ask you this personally. What do you like better? Oh, just fucking saying Shark's counterattack. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like I understand for story purposes, but like Shark's Rebellion just sounds yeah. meh, kind of weak. Anyway, um, have you seen the movie? Anyway, it's still such a puzzling movie, <laughs> but people, but people, but people still like hold it to a regard. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so like Hathaway, like we get to see like this brand new, like crisp animation that was actually Super really clean. good. Super clean, like budget, like the budget was there and it was in full force. Um, but yeah, uh, I admittedly like watching. So I rewatched Counterattack before watching Hathaway, and I think that kind of helped a little bit more. <laughs> Just to kind of refresh my memory on like what the fuck's going on. Uh, something else. But yeah, I don't. Oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, but we we meet up with Hathaway again, which I have to admit, he wasn't my least favorite character, but he wasn't. A character I thoroughly enjoyed in Shars Counterattack. This Hathaway, though, in, in in the in the movie Hathaway, this Hathaway is way more enjoyable and way more well-rounded than the Hathaway we got a long time ago. There's the air of mystery, intrigue. There's a lot more going on they haven't revealed, but even then, it's like, oh, like this character is. There's something going on, but we they leave us like the breadcrumbs as the movie goes on. But it's like, oh, we got we got a lot in the first ten minutes about this guy already. Yeah, it's like 
you get like a mixture of like Ocean's Ele- like Ocean's Eleven meets a little not not like a lot of James Bond, but yeah, like a little bit of like yeah. the espionage of like James Bond, and then like a tiny bit of like Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. At least in what at least in one scene, there's a there's a very like Robert Downey Jr. like Sherlock Holmes yeah. moment in this movie that I kind of I kind of appreciate a little bit to be honest. Yeah, it's it it makes it clear I think throughout the movie it's not Rock'em Sock'em Robots right away. It's like a political thriller. I mean that a lot of Gundam is political politics and ideologies, but they're they weave in like the spy element and the political stuff really well and smoothly. And I guess knowing that it's a it's a three parter we get to spend more time with like the characters in this first movie. So we don't actually get to see a ton of mobile suit action until like near the end of, of the movie. Like we see stuff sprinkled that actually, I feel like we're going to be jumping around a little bit in this kind of like mm-hmm. conversation, but I just, I just want to talk about what I thought was probably one of my most favorite like scenes to watch which was so so there's a scene in the, like the i want to say ne- nearing the third half of the of the last part of the movie um so hathaway is the leader of this kind of like terrorist you know, organization that's kind of trying to overthrow, like the or like try to take down the um, Earth Federation, Mafty. which, which yeah, Mafty. Uh, you know, Gundam is an ace at making weird names for things that look cooler than they sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have the Mafty people. Uh taking a strike on a hotel that houses a lot of like higher up, like higher up earth federation, like, uh, officers. And of course, um, Hathaway is in the building and, you know, has to get out of the building and kind of escape in a, in a way to kind of like run, like run and meet the others. So there was this really odd, like, it's kind of terrifying, but also like an, like just gorgeous looking sequence of like what a mobile suit fight looks like from the ground. Oh yeah. Like, like we've, we've seen stuff like kind of like that before, but I feel like they did an excellent job of like showing the, like the dimensions and just like the overall like size of these mobile suits just ripping through a city as these as you're on the ground with these people just trying to run away and escape as like these mobile suits are like shooting beam rifles and stomping through. And you know, it's this level of like Batman versus Superman destruction. We see like stray beam shots and bullets like fucking up buildings. They really do a good job of showing like the destruction and the effect the war has. There's one, I think in the same scene, there's, The the Zeon suit, or I don't know if it's Zeon, the Mafty suit called the Messer, um, lands on Earth. Or it, I mean, they're they're in Earth, but 
he lands on the ground and he's about to take off and you just see the thrusters burn away a tree burn a building and there's a person standing there. it was like oh god like as we've always seen it through the cool lens oh mobile suit fighting stuff and of course they drop in oh you know war is atrocious but like you really see like very closely how destructive the nature is of what they're how they're fighting and what they're using not only that but they actually showed um a new shot um that I've not, i don't think i've ever seen before of what happens to like those stray beam rifle oh, shots because yeah. in most series you just see like a beam rifle being shot and like if it misses it just kind of shoots off like if it hits it if it, if they're on earth like they hit a building or like something explodes there's a scene in this where in this like fight sequence right where there's a stray beam rifle shot from one of the earth federation uh, units and it misses and it kind of hits a building and it's like oh okay it's going to shoot shoot right through so it kind of does but then you see because like it's it's just like a beam rifle, so it's like a lot of plasma, right? And it just hits the building, and then the energy just splinters off from the explosion. And you see that excess energy just being shot out across, like, the city street. And you see these people, like, trying to run, and, like, some of them are just getting hit by these stray strands of, like, plasma energy. And it's like... That is like the most interesting yet terrifying fucking thing yeah. I've seen in a Gundam show. Like, holy fuck. It's, yeah, it's almost like akin to in Unicorn. Um, spoilers for Unicorn. Um, Benajer puts his hands out to fight this giant mobile armor that comes out of the water and it releases these drones and they just destroy a city like nothing and like Benajer's like oh fuck what do I do like he tried to talk someone down and she just unleashes hell and we just see that like how like destructive the weapons have become you know I mean they're already using like thermonuclear mm -hmm. engines to like fly and move around it's just oh man it's terrifying shit when you think about I it will... I will always appreciate I always appreciate that for pretty much any Gundam series that you watch they they don't like paint one side as like the all out good and one the all out evil it's always they always try to show the 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 tragedies of war and it's trying to show like each side has their own particular like own particular reason to be fighting and we see the outcome of those two forces or sometimes a handful of forces colliding together and it's like you can you for most characters you can have a reason to kind of root for them or a reason to feel sympathy for, for them but at the end of the day they're just creating mass chaos and destruction that is no way okay and by any means <laughs> but it's uh, sick <laughs> it looks cool on tv it's it Shine looks robot. cool <laughs> and it sells it sells yeah, merchandise definitely you bet the texts were coming between me marcelo and brian oh fuck i can't wait to buy <laughs> the x that thing <laughs> Jeez. uh yeah uh -oh. and uh but yeah, Ooh. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. 
I was gonna I was gonna ask you, um, what did you think of the the opening scene to this movie? So yeah, going back, the scene we're talking about is like I want to say at least sixty percent in, maybe fifty. Um, but the scene in the beginning, it starts with a basically a hijacking of these Federation officers and Mafty, um, Mafty got followers putting on like masks and they're trying to like take over and kill these federation officials to get what they want and uh, you know the real mafty is among them and uh, again i just didn't expect that you know we have the backdrop of gundam you know some weird protagonist antagonist and you know of course all the people who are gonna be main players are in a room together and they don't know that their fate is really gonna unravel later in true gundam form um but it, yeah, it started out like a like a spy movie action movie more than like a you know giant robot beat him up. There is a flashback to you know some of like Robinson Shard's counterattack and they're talking about it. But I, I was intrigued. I was like, oh, I'd expect it to go this way. And you know, we talked about you know Hathaway, the mo- who the movie's about, uh, the son of Bright Noah, the commander in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Zeta Gunman, uh, ZZ, Unicorn, Char's Counterattack. His son's up to some, like, shady shit. And we just don't know what his place is in the movie until we proceed further. And it's it's just Dude, a wild intro. What did you think? I mean, I thought it, it looked, oh, yeah. like, great. So and clean. also, <laughs> they did a really good job of, like, showing how how much like these big politicians don't understand like how the world works but by doing like the bare like doing like the absolute minimum you know because like you have like a lot of people like were like being compliant when the hijackers came on and of course you had like that one politician that was like oh we can come on we can reason with you and then he just gets shot it's like no that's not how this works it's like you you you've been in your office for too long. You don't you don't understand, you know what's been going on out in the world, and of course we have the main character, uh, Hathaway, kind of just you know. It's like at first you kind of like think like okay you know it's like, you know what's he gonna like what's he doing, like he's just kind of like chilling being there. And then, of course, when he gets the opportune moment, he, like, springs into action. It's like, oh, shit, you know, this is something we haven't seen from him before. And, like, he's, like, taking these guys out pretty much almost single-handedly for the most part, except for, like, you know, maybe, like, the last yeah. guy. But, like, it's like, okay, well, obviously, you know, he's, his father is, you know, Bright Noah. Like, of course, he's probably going to have some military mm-hmm. training. And then it wasn't until a little bit later we find out, it's like, oh, no, he's... He's the real. He's he's the real Mafia. Oh shit! Okay, he's the real terrorist. You know. Oh. And so, and so it creates this interesting dynamic that I hope we get to see either in the second or the third movie. But it's like you have probably one of like a military officer like Bright Noah that's held to such high regard because. I I honestly think that Bright Noah is probably like one of like the better human beings <laughs> beings in in the UC timeline. Yeah, he he holds it together. Like he's and, not like, you know he slaps the protagonists around, but I guess for a good reason. Get whip him into shape, but, but yeah, he's he's one of the good ones as far as uh, 
the UC timeline goes. That guy has seen so many wars. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we have his son that uh, when he was young, he was like all he was like all into it. And of course, I I can only imagine we'll find out like what Shar's counterattack like did to him, like on a deeper like on a deeper level. Like, not just kind of like, oh, you know, we need to take down the establishment. No, it's like, there's something there's something going on that we don't know about in Hathaway that is going to come out at some point. And then to have that interaction with, with his dad, with Bright, at some point is what I'm really waiting for. It's like, yeah, I want to see cool, like, mobile suit fights and whatnot. But it's like, I want to see that interaction between bright and Hathaway and like what's going to happen. Cause you know, besides, you know, one, you know, kind of man movie that's based like a hundred years in the future from this point, we don't really have an idea of what's going on in the UC timeline at this point. So like anything can happen and it's like, we don't have anything to like piece together anymore. So, and that's exciting, I think. Well, eventually, Crossbone's going to happen in F91, but we don't want to talk about that right now. Um, of course, before we forget, it is a Gundam movie, and, you know, we're going to jump around a lot, but we can't <laughs> ignore the big, you know, the reason why we wanted to see it, too. Um, the the Gundam reveals, which were really well done, I have to say. Uh, you know, they... They tease us a little here and there with some mobile suits. We see some Jigen, some Gustav Carls. We see the new Messer, the, uh, the I want to say Zeon, the, the Mafti suit. But later, like, we see, like, the, you know, oh, these Maftis here. We got to blow these guys out of the water. And they do. They send in the big guns. They send in the Penelope, which is like, holy shit, this thing. Talk about attachments and overcompensation uh, from a Gundam standpoint. All these wings and like <laughs> n- I don't know how to even describe it. It's just it's ridiculous and awesome all at the same time. And you know it has all these thrusters. It seems ridiculous, but we also know how why it moves so fast now because it's outputting out you know so much energy. Right. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to catch any shit for this, but besides its reveal, the Penelope doesn't do it for me. <gasps> <laughs> it's just big and bad. I, I mean, like it, like flying around like it's some kind of beast, like is kind of cool in a sense. But like when it's like just fighting as like a, a mobile suit does, I don't know. I just think it looks kind of goofy. It, I, I, I much prefer Hathaway's. Uh, uh, it's like the true tall geese. It's like a fucking goose head and wings on it. Yeah, and and the and both Gundams in the, in this movie are big, big boys. They are big bulk. They kind of remind me of Double Zeta oh, they were mobile suits. ZZ's fucking you know thick. These guys are thick boys. Yeah, they're just like girls. They're like they're like big. They're like bulky, but they're also like super like jetted out and like they're they're pretty quick but it's just like that look and like the 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 feet are like pointed out and you know the 
uh, at least the Penelope can transform into like a, f- a flight mode kind of thing. Well, actually, no, I yeah, think both, both of them like can. A, actually, I mean, they both move so fast and their flight, it's ridiculous. They're like all protruding a dick, but they move so fast. Jeez. I mean, they, <laughs> they look amazing on screen and clean when they're fighting, but Jesus, these thick things. <laughs> And I, I couldn't remember what Hathaway's was called, so I looked, I was like looking it up again, and I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but I think yeah, it's the Psy Gundam. G, I'm, I'm not sure either. I know it's, it says RX 105. <laughs> That's it for sure. And the Penelope's RX 104 FF. We've, yeah. We've come a long way from, <laughs> from Gundam. From Amaro's one beam rifle and him simping Matilda to Mafty simping Gigi. <laughs> um, which is, you know, he's, you know, the bad boy spy. There's, of course, a girl who's, like, semi-impressed, kind of figures out he's Matthew, not really. And, like, the Federation officer, I already forgot his name, I'll have to look it up. Um, who's, like, trying to, like, win the girl over, but can't. He's like, oh, why don't you come hang at my place, lady? There's a lot of that. And <laughs> it's kind of funny, because we don't usually see, I mean, we see, like, some romance in Gundam once in a while. But I feel like with this movie... They were very forward with what the, some of the male characters were thinking, or even female characters, which is, I guess, refreshing. But it's just, for me, kind of funny to see what, like, oh, they, these guys are, I guess they're human, but they're a little, like, too forward at the same time. So so just just to fill you in, the, the character you're thinking of is Kenneth Slag. Slag, yeah, Kenneth Slag. Federation bad boy. Does... It's like you can't sound slimy at all with a name like Slag. Yeah. And of course, like he's gonna realize it's the, like his true opponent is right in front of him, but he's gonna realize that way too late. Yeah. And what's interesting is that so for the intro of this movie, right? They actually do a really cool sequence of like telling this like a brief summary of like the UC story up to this point but they do it in a very like like if anyone if like you've seen like a james bond movie like you know what a james bond like intro looks like and that's what it did like they have like the very nice cg like animation style that's like slowed but it like looks nice and like the arm like the mobile suits are all shiny and they have those like like artistic angles that are like you know, you're looking down the center of a barrel or like there's like a side view of like a like a Zaku or something. And it's like, OK, like it really sets the tone for the type of movie that this is. I wouldn't say it's uniquely different to other shows, but it's definitely there's definitely a tone that they keep throughout the whole movie and they don't really deviate from that, yeah. which is a good thing because because it's hard to get into something if they keep kind of like diverting like, oh, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have this like serious, you know, character and it's going to be a serious situation. But we're going to have some like slapstick comedy over here. It's like, no, we don't get any of that. Like we we have some like funny like moments, but they're they never pull you away from like the spy thriller that the se- like Hathaway seems like a Gundam spy thriller in a, in yeah. a way. And I appreciate that they were consistent with the feel of that. Um, quick deviation, 
um if you you know quick spoiler the same i feel like it's the same for uh the new marvel movie black widow as well they the there's kind of a theme going on but they you know it's like it's more of a spy movie than a superhero movie even though the superheroes backdrop which i think they're doing with this movie it's like oh there are mobile suits there are you gundams but it's first and foremost for most of it a spy movie um which works yeah but for those both of those movies it works Mm -hmm. There's like elements of what you know they're known for, but for what they're sticking with it, that the theme, it, it just works really well and it it flows really well. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see the the upcoming like parts two and three whenever whenever those come out. Um, they haven't really said any. I because of COVID, they haven't really yeah. said any thing about release releases this for the next one so much fans were pissed but you know what i want them to take their time and do a good job me too de- like it, it for the quality that this was i want them to take as long as they need like it shows that with enough time and patience like you can you can make a banger and they made a banger yeah so if you're you know if you're kind of familiar with Gundam and Shars Counterattack and the characters in there, um, you could definitely dive into Hathaway. Um, there's definitely some context from other movies. It helps. Not needed, though. Um, there's there's tons of little Easter eggs, too. I no. saw mobile suits from all across the timeline. I was like, oh, they stuck that shit in there hella good. Again, not needed. It's only because I fucking, like, <laughs> I'm a devout Gundam fan looking for every nitpicky little thing. But if you want to, like, Enjoy it, you can, without even the context of Shars Counterattack, but Shars Counterattack definitely adds a lot more, if you are curious. Of course, yeah. with Shars Counterattack, you, it would help to see uh, Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, and, you know, Gundam Zeta a little, but... And what's nice is that Shars uh, Counterattack, and I believe the movie versions of the original series yep. are all on Netflix, so you could just have a Netflix binging yeah, spree if you want to... You want to check out Gundam. I just finished the uh, original movies, Mobile Suit Gundam movie run recently with uh, when I was living at the other house with roommates. It was fun. Some of the cuts were weird though. Yeah, and I watched <laughs> and I and I watched the rewatched the original series because I don't want to watch <laughs> these movies. It's cut really weird. There's not there's nothing there's nothing it's if you're familiar with anime, it's pretty much just like a a movie version of like it's a retelling of the anime, but like edited so it kind of flows as a movie. There's nothing wrong with it. I per- personally for my taste, I'd rather just watch the original series. That's just me. They keep in the key moments. But they're they're better than that. Yeah. So you'll 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 get you'll get the important you'll get the important stuff. Oh yeah. If you watch the movie, so it's, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Yep. You could see uh, how far two yeah. men fighting over a girl will really fuck up the universe. That's a story of Gundam. <laughs> this timeline, at least, and war and politics. It was like uh, a mother to me. God. <laughs> think, Gomorrah. Think. We could save humanity by <laughs> killing them. Dumbass. Uh. You know, maybe we, if we just drop something on the earth this time, it might work. I don't know. It doesn't hurt Let's to try. Another fucking giant colony on earth. Fuck Australia again. Fuck it. That's true. Come on, Australia. <laughs> let's, let's, 
Let's drop Solomon on Earth. Oh Fuck God! It. At least we got it like a, a good like <laughs> you know friends we made along the way moment at the end of that movie. <laughs> the fight. I will say I, we're shitting on Shars Counterattack, uh, but the fighting and the animation for its time really good, really clean. Some of the choices were like, oh, oh and why? But you know, I guess they wanted to surprise people, make it different. I'm sure in the theater it would have been like it hit a little different too. But yeah, but like the the mobile the mobile suit design for that movie is like to this day people still hold them in oh, such yeah. high regards. Sasabi and New Gundam by design alone. Oh, Sasabi is like peak, like perfection as far as uh-uh. just like I'm just the design is better but that's because i think full frontal is cool and oh. he's, you know he's not as weird he's pretty weird oh, okay but <laughs> um, okay. i get that. i get that. a little cleaner i don't i don't know i kind of i kind of i kind of enjoyed like the not so not so much like sleeker look to the sazabi but i kind of appreciated that it was it was obvious that it wasn't like the end all be all, but it still did the job. Like it still, like you look at that thing and you're like, "Oh, I'd be terrified to see that thing yeah. across from me if I was in battle. Like I would be dead. I would. I would just give up and be like, okay, Shar, just take me.'" The novel version, you know, I think it's called the Nightingale, and it's like more monstrous and it's like even bigger. And people, I've seen models of the Nightingale, but. They have the Nightingale in um, one of the most recent games. Probably it's a I destroyer think. of fucking colonies. I mean, I'm partial to Sinandra because <laughs> of Unicorn. I liked Unicorn. But yeah, Gundam Hathaway. We just heard us gush about it because, you know, without a fucking clear guideline, just that's like fanboying over it. But yeah, uh, if you like Gundam, check it out. You know, if you really like the UC timeline, the like Amuro adventure, essentially. Um, check it out. You know, if you're more into like G Gundam, Gundam Wing, Seed, uh, you know, might want to watch a little couple things to prepare, or at least like a like a synopsis. But you don't need to. It's it's its own. Yeah. It can be its own movie without those things. Yeah, which which is good. Oh, man. They're so thick. Though. Yeah, we like we Gundam. Gundam. I love Gundam. Gundam's so, sick. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, um, I think. I think that's a good yeah. stopping point for this. Talk about uh, something podcast. really light, something really We've, heavy. I think we could <laughs> we call it there. We we ended it on a light note, which sometimes it's needed because you know we need we need a little bit of enjoyment in our lives. But yeah, so I guess be like on on notice. I guess that you know uh, episodes might be a little bit more spread out this month. Just because of you know obligations and just you know, I'm sorry, I'm diving. The time we have, it's it's cool. Um, but do do be prepared. Like uh, we said before, we hit, we have the Loki review coming up. Um, I'm also in the process of planning some special episodes for this month. So uh, keep on the lookout. But also, Joel, if people want to be on the lookout for you, where could they You can look? find me at Quadruple M Music at Twitter, at Quadruple M Music. I think that's what it is. Or just type in Mad Mech Monster Mine on Spotify, SoundCloud. Also, 
been trying to get back into streaming terribly. Um, Acoustic Avenger on Twitch. Where can we find you, Brian, if we want to reach you on your social media? Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you can by looking for at uh, Saber Nero. Oh, no. Wow. I can't believe I just said that. That's an old that's an old gamer tag name. Wow. Let me redo that. You can find me at <laughs> Brian Saber. And that's Saber with an R-E at Twitter, Instagram. You know what? I think it's because people didn't hear this, but I think <laughs> in the last episode we recorded, <laughs> someone, I think Fernando called me oh, Saber yeah. Nero. Blame Fernando. That, I, here. That, just, that just popped in my mind. Wow. Okay. Well. Keep blaming him. I mean, that's my Xbox handle too. If anyone cares. I don't know. Um, but anyway... You can also, uh, I've been streaming a little bit on Twitch, uh, Brian Saber. Um, I recently just did some Unite. Also, I do some TCG uh, pack openings there, you know, for Pokemon and Digimon. Um, a new Pokemon set is on the horizon, as well as Digimon. Um I'm trying to get some Digimon, but we'll be doing that as well as, you know, probably some probably some other games down the line. Uh, but yeah, check me out there as well. But oh. if you have any questions or overall feedback you want to give to us, you can send us an email at unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. One more time for those in the back. Um, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. That's right. So we really, we really, really love to hear your guys' feedback because we want to make this podcast as good as it can be. So we'd love to talk to you guys. We'd love just to talk about some nerdy Tell stuff. Tell us why Shars Counterattack is good. We'd love to debate why you think it's good. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us oh, why God. Char was right. No, I'm already, I'm already mad. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could tell us, you could tell us those wrong opinions <laughs> also on, um, on the podcast's Twitter at United underscore We Nerd on Twitter. Um, but yeah. We like to have fun. And I hope you guys had fun yes. today. Whatever you do, just remember, Knackmore so. Drack says, fuck Joe Rogan, listen to Joe Krogan. That's it. That's my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs>